go live, okay? Yeah. And we'll do a quick audio test. Hey guys, what is up? Can you give us, um, oh, get to mute that. Um, can we get a five, five, please let us know if we sound okay. Abby, can you say hello to the audience? Hello, everybody listening in. Hello, Tyler and Aaron. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Good, good to have you, you on. Good to have you on. Um, if you, those of you guys don't know who Abby Lynn is, um, neither do I. So we're going to find out tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, she actually spoke. She spoke at the Cocoa Beach Conference, and I, I believe it was your first time presenting. And it was, you kicked off the conference. You were the first one to go. And it was amazing. I mean, you it had was. everyone, it was so good. you had everyone captivated. And yeah, I just, was. I just remember uh, thinking, wow, we need to get her on the show. This is amazing. I have, you, you, we've been around each other for a while now and on social media and we've talked and stuff, but I had never really heard your story. And it was just, I'm like, I'm like, this is like, like next level stuff, a next level experience or type of information that needs to get out there. And I think a lot of people are going to resonate with it. And um, really quick, before we get started, I just want to let everybody know who's listening right now. Um, if you guys watched last week, you know, we had the uh, Hopewell Farm sale 20% off for 420 with promo code JTT420. That uh, sale ends after this episode when this episode ends. So if you feel like you still want to get in on that deal and save 20% off any of the CBD products, click the link below and um, type in promo code JTT420, get 20% off um, before the end of the show. If you want to take advantage of it, as you know, we have promo code CGI Joe for 20% off or no, it's 15% off. Uh, we have the best promo codes. 15% right. off our uh, Teespring merchandise. And then obviously, uh, promo code TRUTH in all caps gets you 10% off the Omnia Radiation Balancer, which harmonizes any of the negative frequency coming into your phone and balances it into something that actually is proving to have healing benefits to whoever, whatever device it's on. And it's, they're working on some other technology right now. So if you want to get one of those, you feel like you want some protection, uh, that link is also below. Without further ado, Abby Lynn, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. I actually want to get one of those Omni devices for my phone. My kids were talking about it. Um, so I'm going to be logging on after this and purchasing those. Yay. <laughs> yeah, they're, should. they're really great, actually. Um, they're amazing. They're, they're more and more studies they're they're finding out right now it's just uh it's key it keeps proving itself it's really cool mm -hmm. it's really cool there's some new results coming out so we're going to get tim sanders back on here in the near, near future to discuss some of that so absolutely uh, i mean any anything that we can do in regards to um you know protecting ourselves from these wi-fi from these biofields that are being created you know i all of us and um, you know the kids and i we all have um the organite pyramids next to our beds and we nice. like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is almost exactly what mine looks like. I love you got it. it from Christina, didn't you? I did get it from Christina. Yes, I love Christina. She does amazing work. Mm -hmm. She does amazing yeah. work. Amazing work. Um, but we traveled and I stayed at a hotel and I didn't really notice what an amazing job those pyramids were doing because I woke up in the middle of the night just buzzing, like you know, because there's so much Wi-Fi being shot through those hotels. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, I do not travel without mine. <laughs> well, it's that's true about the uh, Wi-Fi in hotels and apartments, condos, whatever. Every room has its own Wi-Fi router, well, especially an apartment building. But that yeah. that energy is so chaotic. You have to have protection if you're somewhere like that. Absolutely. Especially if you're mm-hmm. sensitive. Um so, Abby, why don't you, well, actually, before we even start, Abby was just telling us about this dream or experience she had, and I stopped her. I was like, wait, can you tell this on camera? Because I actually have something I want to add to it, and it's really interesting to me. And then we can get into f- introducing yourself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> sounds good. Let's just, just, like, jump right into the weirdness. Yeah. Um, you know, so sometimes I have dreams that, um, you know, I can remote view. So it it feels like I'm remote viewing something. And this dream, actually, it felt like I was viewing what would have been or could be a potential timeline that would be derived from what some would call the deep state. Um, But I was in Seattle and I, I just, I felt almost like the countdown and I felt strongly that this was being turned on and started in Seattle. And I felt like from Seattle, it would have been like a ripple. Like we're going to start it in Seattle, see how it goes. And then we're going to ripple across the country. And so it's like, I kind of felt like, like a countdown turning it on. And all of a sudden, you know, and people were just walking about in, in the sidewalks and the street about their day. And it was in the afternoon. And all of a sudden people just started going like, like grasping like their throat and their chest. And they just, their entire bodies just turned into this like ball, like this plasma, plasmic gelatin ball and just dropped to the ground. Very similar to um, the movie X-Men, you know, when they were doing those experiments on him and he just turned into like this jellyfish and they turned into these bulbs down on the floor. And what was really interesting was, you know, I was able to, I kind of walked um, up close. I, I wasn't walking, but I viewed it up close and people were coming up to these, but you could still see through this gelatin, their vascular system. So all their veins were still in there, but they had turned like this burnt, um, like a copper color. And um, this one individual kind of kicked it a little bit. And when he did the, the, the gelatin, it, it, it kind of, it broke away. And the, the blood, which had now turned into this, like a dust, like it was this rusty dust poofed out, like it, like it popped out almost like in the Avengers movie, you know, when they blipped out, how they just kind of turned to that. It was that type of a substance that came out of their vascular system. And when the people were close by, when they inhaled this dust, all of a sudden they started changing and they started grasping. So then people started like running like running away from everything and it kind of turned into a pandemonium and then I just I just popped out of it so that was I did I had this dream a little over a week ago well I hope that that was a timeline that didn't happen because well we had Elena Denon on she described the exact same thing she said that there was a device underground that when they flipped it on it would affect everybody who got the the vaccine i can't say that word on youtube i mean whatever uh yeah Um, it would it would affect everyone who got the shot so Mm -hmm. um but she said luckily what she has been shown is that um the there's certain forces at play that are stopping that they have gotten control of that switch that technology and they're not able to actually carry out their plan like they wanted to fortunately but when as soon as you said that 
that's exactly what she described. She said it was like a switch. They would flip and it would, something would happen to everyone who got the shot. And, but whenever you're talking about people breathing it in and then being affected by it, we're hearing stories right now of like people just being near people that got the shot and, and, and having side effects also mm -hmm. because they're shedding. I mean, what happens when you get the shot, right? You said mm -hmm. like you're you shed for a little while afterwards. And, yeah. You know, like, well, they're actually concerned that the, you're, you're constantly getting these protein spikes and um, what they're almost kind of seeing is that usually, cause usually after a, a shot um, you have like a 21 day shed because you're just shedding mm -hmm. a live virus. Um, but this is, again, this isn't the normal shot. This is, I call it gene manipulation. Um, you know, it's being referred to as gene therapy, but what they're almost seeing is that the body is not stopping producing this and that some of these doctors are kind of calling the alarm of it may never, like your body may never stop having these protein spikes. I, um, I've only done one session, <clears throat> an energy session on somebody who has had two of them. And my whole session was, I first spent like the first 25 minutes just in the brain because the whole body was in such an intense fight or flight state that I was, you know, just, just talking to the body just to, to calm it down and just to release it. And then it, it just, it just wouldn't. And the whole body was like screaming to me that the lymphatic system was in overdrive. And, you know, and as I, as I went through the body in my energy session, it was like, you know, sometimes I can feel the energy from the individual cells and they were just zzz, like the whole body, they were just zinging everywhere. And, um, there was, you know, and the body was telling me they were retaining water in the legs and the feet because you know this, the body was in such a hyper overdrive and this would this particular person it had been almost a month since their last jab so it was just interesting i also think that your dream was like could have been symbolism also for like the people breathing it in and having effects of it like showing you like you don't necessarily have to get the shot to be affected by it in certain cases no. um but yeah I, I didn't mean to go on a whole talk about this, but it is really important right now. Uh, it is. I, I think a lot of people in our community are, it, it is, it is a lot of people are looking at it and um, you know, it's, I was actually talking to my kids about it today. Um, it's one of those, I don't like putting fear into a lot of baskets because fear doesn't really serve us in any way. Um, so it's one thing to be aware and to create awareness of something, but I also don't want to put fear into it. It's almost like it flipped. Like we were first afraid of this shot and then now it's switched and oh, now we're afraid of the after effects of it. So I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm observing, I'm observing both of the, those, those places. Um, but you know, well, I don't I, I, shed on. Guess what? I'm not afraid of any of it. So I'm not worried about I'm it. Not. Yeah, that's I mean, you really have to get to a place where it doesn't like the fear is fear and thoughts control and create everything. So absolutely, if you, if you can get to a place where you honestly just like, OK, with it, like this isn't going to affect me. I'm not on that timeline. Mm -hmm. um, I know that mm -hmm. doesn't resonate with everyone, um, but that's how I, I feel about it. Yeah, I agree with uh, you. I mean, I know it's not in my soul contract. This is not it's, yeah. it's not my soul contract. So, yeah.
we we didn't all come here to to just get the vaccine or get or to just you know die and like immediately be gone you know yeah it doesn't make any sense no Um, and that's not the timeline we're on there's too much happening that like I just know we're on we are on a positive timeline things are just playing out right now that look scary outwardly because those things have to play out and absolutely have to be cleared yep you know the the overriding message that um i've gotten during this entire interesting time was you know my guides kept saying get on top of the mountain get on top of the mountain Mm -hmm. and you know and when they said that it was oh they always gave me the image of like a like a little kid coming up to the edge and grass you know how you kind of like sit there with your chin down and it's like you zone in and you're seeing like the cute little ladybug walking on like you know the blade of grass that was the vision that they gave me but instead of seeing ladybug i was looking down into the valley and the valley is is this experience this simulation that we're all in right now and you know and the message was just observe it don't don't go down and get in the muck like you're not here for that purpose but you need to just observe it um and so i I've continued to, to replay that, that message. And I put that image whenever I feel like I'm kind of being, you know, like drawn back down a bit, you know, and, and sometimes they're like, get on the mountain, you know? And so I project myself out there and it just, and I observe it. And, and when you do that, like Ty was saying, you know, there's having these fears, it, it serves us no purpose. It just really isn't. Um, and so just, just to be observant and you realize how important perspective is on any situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Well said. Beautifully said. Sorry, I gotta say hi. I don't even know why I'm typing this. Hi, Anita. She said. <laughs> she said. Yeah, you can. Yeah, say yeah, it. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody! Thank you, mods. Thank you to all of our mods for helping out. Thanks for yeah, everybody. Thank you guys. You're amazing. Thank you guys for being here. And um, I know um, some of you guys have no idea who Abby is. So Abby, let's uh, tell us who is <laughs> who are you? Abby Lynn. <sighs> um. <laughs> I am an, an experiencer since I was three, even though as Tyler knows and Aaron knows, I don't actually like the word experiencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been living a life connected, you know, my whole life. And it's, um, it's really interesting um, because when you, when you go through life and you do, you understand that something is much larger and bigger than yourself. It is, it, it, gives you a different perspective when you are looking at any type of a situation. I really think it kind of helped me, um, you know, through my childhood in my teen years, even though I kept it mostly all to myself. <laughs> now I did try when I was in grade school and it was, we had to pick a big research project. My research project was the world's greatest mysteries. So, nice. you know, I was there in, in sixth grade talking about UFOs and Bermuda triangle and the Loch Ness monster. And, um, you know, it's so funny. So Florida was actually my first time that I spoke to a group. Um, but technically it's, it was the second time I've spoken about extraterrestrials. I was in, um, I was in speech class in high school and I walked in, my friend's like, what are, what's your big, like 25 minute speech today? And I had completely forgot, completely and utterly forgotten about it. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll just talk about aliens for 25 minutes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you get graded on it. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So I just, I just stood up and just, you know, started speaking. So yeah, they've, uh, they've been a part of my life always. I was kind of thinking about it recently and it kind of made me a little cocky when I started driving my car 
because I'm not going to lie. There was a couple of times where some invisible forces came in and grabbed my steering wheel and got me out of some, you know, tricky, tricky times. And when you can feel that you're being followed and you can see the craft and you know that that's your family and that you're protecting, you're being watched, you can get a little, you can get a little cocky. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wow. what That's is, amazing. what is that? Like, I guess like we, we titled this through the veil because obviously like, what's it like being able to see and communicate with your guides like that in a way, like, so, like most people only like dream of, you know, we, some people spend their whole awakening trying to even connect with their guides and find out who their guides are. And here they are getting you out of car accidents and you're like, you know, thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to, to be quite honest with you, it was always just a part of my life that I don't really know what it's like to not have it. Um, now, they're not always there. It, it, there's absolutely, there's been moments where I've had nothing, like large gaps where I just, I, I don't feel them. And after a while, you know, it does get a little unnerving, but, you know, I'm at to the point with my guides, um, this was about oh, like eight months ago or so nine months ago. And I was out and I just had not really felt them physically around me for a while. And I was just kind of in a low spot. And so I was, you know, out for my run doing a meditation and I'm like, can you guys just please just like, just please like, let me feel that you're around me, even though it's, they're always around us. I mean, it's, it's delusional to think that they're not there, but I'm like, can you please just give me a sign? Like, I really, really need this. And, you know, I'm at the place with my guide where he's very ornery. And so he like slapped me on the butt. And then after he did that, then he flipped my ponytail. So like, you know, it made me laugh. And I'm like, oh my God, seriously, like that's how you had to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so I'm at the point with that. Now, it wasn't very fun being pregnant with your guides because they ruined it all. You know, he, he told me that I was pregnant. I, you know, solved dreams of my kids before I had each of them. So there was no surprises there at all. So in some way it's, you know, I didn't have get to have those moments with my husband, like, oh, let's go get a test. They'd already told me, like I woke up and they just went, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it, this is something I didn't cover in Florida. To be honest with you, Tyler, I, um, I think, you know, when you don't, when you don't have it, some, I think there's almost a tendency to, to glamorize it in a way, you know, in some of my sessions, I go into the Akashic records and I feel like uh, you have to be almost like a spiritual warrior and definitely put on your armor because when you're going into the Akashic and you're, and you're looking at past lives, cause you're, you're looking for cycles that might be perpetuating and, or, you know, causing an illness or pain in, in this lifetime it's not always pretty, you know, it, it's when Amen. I, yeah. When, you know, when I first started getting access into the Akashics, um, honestly, I, it was a session and this is when I was working out, out of my home at this time. And, you know, my client had left, it'd been an hour and I was still upstairs in my room, kind of sitting on the floor crying. And my husband came in, he said, what is going on? And I just, I just literally just bawled out we do the, the most awful things to each other. Why our species is so cruel to one another because you, you, you see this, um, you know, for instance, once I, a, a client had come to me and she was saying that she had went down 
she had just bought a home in a different country and she had went down there and she was like cleaning it. And all of a sudden, like she, she said, literally she was dusting out one of her rugs and, you know, she was put, you know, the dirt was flying. She's like, she was in, when I saw like this dirt flying up, she went into such a severe panic attack that the whole family went home. I mean, she couldn't even, she couldn't cope. And she went almost into like a three month long depression. And as she's wow. not yet describing this to me, I instantly see, and it was really interesting because I was seeing it from the perspective of being below the head. I just saw this 14 year old girl being, being literally just thrown down on this slab. And I was suddenly in the, like in the, in a Mayan temple and her heart, her chest is being cut open and her heart's being ripped out. And her parents were there and I actually ended up conversing with both of her parents through this like they're the ones who explained to me what was what had happened and it was the chief and he had two daughters and it was interesting because he was still when when I'm in there doing this work it's playing out like a movie so it, it is literally like I'm watching a movie I can I can I can smell I can feel the emotions of the people around them and see their clothing and he looked at me and he said, I had two daughters and we were in a very, very bad famine. We had not had rain. And because I had two daughters, I had one to spare. I had to make the ultimate sacrifice for my people to show them this. Mm. And the, and the, her mother also showed no remorse for it at all. You know, even from that perspective, it was, this is just what had to be done. Now, what was interesting, what had come through for that was they showed me they had given her this or because she was like the, the chief's daughter, you know, the rulers, the, the head's daughter, they gave her this herb, which they felt she experienced no pain, but all that it did was it essentially just paralyzed her muscles. So from the, the girl's perspective, my client's perspective, they felt everything. They felt absolutely everything, but was completely mm-hmm. numb. And what they showed me, what had triggered what had triggered the memory to come back, the panic attack was they had taken her heart and thrown it into the fire in this, in this smoke rising, that was their sacrifice to the gods because it was rise up to the sky. And so what her guides then came in and they said, she needs to, she needs to bury her heart because her, her physical being felt she didn't die complete because they buried her with no heart. And so they said to help heal that, find a, find a, a, an object, you know, you can buy like amethyst crystals in the shape of a heart or whatever, whatever you want to represent, but you need to go home and, and bury this and, and help to heal and move past that. So like, that's a, for instance, that is one way that I work beyond the veil but again, like it's not all like beautiful and glamorous. You know, I had to sit through and watch that ritual happen. And I, I experienced it from two different perspectives. Yeah, I've had people say like, uh, I've tell, told stories before and people are like, oh my God, it must be so cool to be an experience or have something. And it's actually, I mean, it is, but there's a lot that goes with it that that is dark and traumatic and and it's not, it, it can scar you for life if you don't do something about it or, you know, so it's not all glamorous, but it, it is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know grateful for it. it's I'm, cool. I mean, 
I've I've had Lyrans walking in my kitchen and talking to me and I've talked to mantids and, you know, they're literally just standing in my bathroom. And so I've had beautiful, like the most beautiful messages um, that you could imagine coming through. And so I do, I get to experience um, life that is, it's, I'll give you, I'll give you another instance where it's really beautiful. And this is actually what happened to my daughter on Sunday, we went horseback riding and we went trail riding. So I was, it was just her and myself in the, tra- in the, the lead trail guide. So I was up close to the trail guide. I was talking with her and my horse was acting silly. So, but my daughter was way back behind and she was just walking really slow. And afterwards, when we were done, she said, mom, there was the most beautiful Native Americans in the wood, in, in the tree line. And she said, one of them came out and he was walking alongside the horse with me. And he just had his hands like calmly behind his back and was just looking at my daughter and the horse and just appreciating that, that, that moment. And so in that way, it's, it's beautiful because had you not lived beyond the valley, it would just be a trail ride and you just be the horse and seeing a beautiful, you know, grass and sky. But when you see beyond the veil, you get to have this completely different experience that people around you aren't seeing and, and feeling yeah exactly yeah. it can be like that it can wow. be like me last night fighting reptilians i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally it was crazy aren't reptilians uh, awesome <laughs> yeah um not <laughs> no but uh yeah i just think you're right it is there is something to like being able to see that and then and because it gives you a new perspective it, it helps you understand like this isn't this isn't just it and that's and that's where we're seeing this the split right now because there are people out there who can't see that they can't see anything else it's not their reality and it's hard for us going through this to like even fathom like well how can somebody be like that how can they act like that you know um, but they're being shut off from it and that's the whole that's the whole plan right and so I don't know like what do you think like what do you see happening as far as like the, uh, like the split going on? Do you think like these people are going to start going through this also, or do you think this is the split here? Well, back in June, um, you know, I had been hitting social media pretty hard trying to wake people up. And last June, I just woke up one morning and my guides literally shouted at me, stop trying to wake people up. They said at this point, they're either awake now or they're not going to be. So, you know, they said, get on top of the mountain, stop putting your energy into this. They're either awake at this point or they're, they aren't. And so I really kind of stepped back um, from that. And, and, you know, really when I'm working on social media now, I, I energetically try to put behind my posts. I'm not trying to really wake more people up. It's just more giving, um, reassurance to, to my friends out there, you know, like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, this is like a crazy show we're living in right now. But, um, almost two years ago, I had a channel come through and it was from, I know who the channel came through, but it was from a, it was from a group that a lot of people in the community have been told that nobody would ever speak to them. Um, so when I, you know, asked why, like, why are you coming to me and talking to me? And they said, well, you're, you're in the same lineage of us. So therefore, like we have this, this lineage connection. And they literally said that the earth is going to split in into two. There's going to be, there's going to be a new earth and then this lower dimensional earth. And they said it, it's, it's going to take a millennia 
for them. And it's almost like a, like a bell curve, you know? So it's like, we're going to come up here to, to new earth and they're going to keep incarnating like into this 3d. And it's like, it's over a thousand years are going to come up and then eventually it's going to become solid. And then Gaia will be like in this, everything on Gaia will be within the 5d up above. I mean, I, so Gaia said, she's definitely, she, She's definitely going to five, but she's actually going to teeter into six. So she's going to be able to, to withhold six, six D here. So you're thinking this splits more like a different dimension or a different. Yeah. Dimension. Well, well, yeah, they said that we're, we're not going to be um, in knowledge of the lower. We won't know each other exists. It's so gonna, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to, to know or see how that's going to play out. Because I. I mean, I know, I know, Tyler, I, uh, back in, back in August, I had a really strong channel come in and it's so funny. Again, I was running, but that's when I meditate. That's my meditation. And I felt all like all of this pressure come in and I knew I needed to channel. So I, you know, I, I opened, I'm like, okay, I'm opening up. And they said a huge, massive wave is coming. And they said it was so much force. I literally ducked. <laughs> out on the road like looking for a tsunami like an idiot but um but they showed me this this huge energetic massive storm that was that that is coming into our neck of the woods per se within the universe and they said that it is radiating at such a high level it again it was like a you know and then they said those who have increased their, their vibration, they said animals, plants, and our species who have raised their vibration to this frequency, it's just going to go like a whoosh and just go right through us, this, this wave. And I said, well, what about the ones who haven't? And they got kind of quiet. And, and again, I saw the image of, um, it, it fleeted really, really quickly, but like the blip, you know, that just like that dissipation. Um, but then they immediately said encapsulation, like they're going to be encapsulated. So I don't know what that means because I think that they were almost hesitant to give me any more information, how it's going to play out. And then, because then the channeling just ended, it, it just went away. But I will tell you this, um, literally a little over a year ago, I had, like, I, I always kind of know when I'm, when I'm going, when I'm being taken per se, um, and it's really funny, you know, I've been with my husband for 18 years. And so we're now to the point where like, he knows when I am, like when I'm physically go because he gets so drugged. <laughs> so he doesn't wake up cause he's a super, super light sleeper. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they do that to my dogs. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. And he, like he wakes up and he can't wake up and he, and he'll like be at the edge of the bed. He's like, well, you got taken last night. I know you did. And sometimes, you know, like if he can't sleep, if he's like working hard and he can't sleep well, he can't shut his brain off. Sometimes he's actually looked at me and said, can you like ask them to take you? I really need some good sleep. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I need the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But, um, so at any rate, um, I knew that I had been going up and I was actually taking, taking a shower and the, like I, I moved my leg and the, the light hit it and I could see very faintly underneath my skin. Like I first saw around my ankle, this like gold rim. And I'm like, what is that? And then as I, I like moved my leg and I looked up, I could see 
under my skin, like this green suit moving up, but it had, you know, how was, you almost see like the copper fit. Like it's like, you can see like the, like the lining, there's like a pattern into it. Yeah. So that was going up into my leg. And then I kind of saw it was all over my body. Like it, it clenched around my wrists, around my ankles and my body. And so I'm like, what is that? And they said, well, we put a suit underneath the skin to protect your internal internal organs as these massive energy waves are coming through the planet. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I always knew I, whenever I get information like that, it's not like I'm not special. So I guarantee you tons and tons and tons of us all have these same suits that are on, but yeah. it was all about, and I've had two, two different messages from my galactics about protecting the internal organs as these waves come through. Well, and I agree. And I think you, you are actually being shown this so you can spread that message. And because people are going to be listening to this and like, they're going to have maybe even memories come back. You might trigger something within them, or they're just going to know that's true for them. And that's, that's part of what we're even doing here. Why we're even talking about this. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, what are we even doing anymore? You know, what, yeah. what are we doing? But, but it's the messages and the feedback um, of the people who are going through stuff that we had already gone through, been there, done that, but we forget about the people just starting to go through this. And even, the, even those of us who are experienced or whatever, there's always new information. So when you share a story like that, it might resonate with somebody and actually give hope to people who, you know, are kind of lost right now. So, well, you know, I mean, anytime that we can give confirmation or validation to each other is, is amazing. And, you know, the way I, I finally looked at it because, you know, I've, I've been living this life and I've always kind of called it my secret life, but you, you know, I got to the point where you do realize this isn't for me. Like I, I, this, this, all this information isn't just for me. I have to be sharing it. And, you know, whenever I am getting, you know, a channel or, or information, I'm very much so aware that there's probably 10,000 other people on the globe who are getting the same message. And it's essentially, they're, they're putting this intel down and seeing who's picking it up, you know, and it's almost like, you know, if you want to see where the leaks are in, in, in a hose, you know, you just send water down. And, you know, and you, and you see where, where it comes through and it's like, oh, you know, and we, and we see one of us who are stepping up and sharing, it's like, oh, we got a live one here. All right. You know, they're willing to talk and share. So let's start giving them more information. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely, you know, that's one of the conversations I, I've had with them. Like, okay, I need to start stepping up more and being more open because this isn't for me, this isn't, it's much larger than myself. It's for all of us. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, like we're all here just trying to put together the pieces of this very confusing, awesome puzzle. <laughs> yeah. And every person has a piece of that puzzle. And like you said earlier, it's not about trying to wake people up, like stop waking people because it's not, it, I thought at the beginning it was, and I learned the hard way that that's not how it works. Um, but it's about presenting the information sharing your stories and and then it's up to them to do what they want with it and the people that are ready for it will it'll uh kind of take root in them and they'll they'll be like yeah that's it you know yeah. and the people that aren't either they're not and no matter how you can't like force it down their throat you can't you can't make somebody wake up like if they're not ready is what I, <laughs> i've definitely learned um in fact you're just doing more harm than good mm -hmm. at that point and you're wasting your own time and energy yep. you could turn them away and from it yeah, yeah well that too exactly whereas maybe down the road they might have 
started opening up more and now they're digging their heels in even farther because you tried to, you know, that whole thing. Well, you know, the way I look at it too is, you know, sometimes when I was doing research for myself, you know, my background, my professional background was, is journalism. And, you know, I was a television producer and working in the news. So, you know, I lasted less than two years because that was just very blatant for me. So it's really interesting because I do have, you know, I've always had this internal drive to, to research and know more because so much of my life was, um, you know, people always try to debunk it. Like that's not real. And I couldn't find books on it or much information or people say, oh, that's not real, but it was the most real thing to me. And so I think that's what drove me to go into journalism was, well, I'm going to actually be the one who like goes out and finds all this information. Then, you know, of course you, you enter into the belly of the beast and you realize, oh my gosh, this is completely and totally corrupt. I cannot be a part of this. And so, you know, it's like. It's completely controlled too. So no matter what you want to, to what what you want to be a story or, you know, uh, research and presents, it doesn't matter. It's like, Nope, this is what you're gonna, you know. Advertisers, like, advertisers matter. You know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, unless yeah. you just go completely independent and create a YouTube channel or do your own thing. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I mean, you, you guys, you guys are the news. We are the news. You guys are the news mm-hmm. because you're willing to talk about this stuff unedited and uncensored. And this is the only way that it's going to get out. And um, yeah, so I thank you. I thank you guys for your service doing this. So, thank you. Thank we you. thank you also. Not everybody it's, can just tap into the Akashic records and, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I contemplated messing with you guys because I've been on, on your side of the table so often. And, you know, you love interviewing the people that give you like one or two answers. And so at first I'm like, I'm just going to start out and just say, uh, huh, yes. And just make you guys ask all the questions. Make it really hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Sometimes it's totally. really easy, depending on the guest. Sometimes it's like, okay, I can see I'm gonna have to carry this or whatever. It depends, but it's always it always ends up being exactly what it's supposed to, mm-hmm. which is the beautiful thing. So, yeah. you know, I, I will say there's so you know I talking with with um, some other you know amazing star seeds, awakened people. Um, you know, a lot of us are really getting this strong realization, and I I, I almost feel like the urge that okay, like we're just going to have to create it ourselves. Like it's just, it's just going to have to be us. Like instead of just waiting for it and um, you know, another like Heidi pop, I love, love, love my dear friend, Heidi pop. And uh, you know, awesome. she and I have been wanting to do some stuff working with these starseed kids, you know, coming in, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already just in some of my sessions, I can feel with the adults. I mean, there's some really, really amazing souls coming in yeah. here. I'm getting hit right now. I know yeah. you're the kids and you and Heidi, that's gotta be, that's gotta happen. Yep. You know, these, nice. and, and for us, you know, for me, just seeing with the adults, us being these old, I've had a couple readings and, you know, I'm, I'm in there with a higher self and I'm, I'm pulling from, you know, their highest form of knowledge. And I just like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? I mean, you're talking some deep, deep pockets of the university souls are coming here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I actually did a reading and it was beautiful on, on a six month old. Wow. That's the first really? I've heard of that. It was, I mean, major, major applause for the parents. Um, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, imagine being that aware. Um, and it was the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful readings because I instantly was just right there with the higher self. It was just, you know, right there. And 
They gave important messages as to, you know, the type of environment. They even, you know, the baby even talked about, I really work well in this frequency, like in this number of a frequency. And, um, you know, it came through that, you know, their initial language, it, I was actually thinking about this other day with a lot of these kids, like we need to start making these new forms because light language is actually going to be a pure language. You know, they're, all these kids are all bilingual naturally because their first language is light language and then they're going to learn English. But, um, you know, and they were just talking about the right environment and the right type of food and the type of water and like what their body is going to need um, to to make them the most healthy right now. And just that information just comes through. And it's, it's, it's amazing. These, these kids are coming here and, you know, and she's here to bring in, she showed me that she had a couple lives here working with the land and almost like a shamanistic, like a native American type of lifetimes where she kind of felt from the land, what this planet was needing. And then she went on and then she went out and had all these lifetimes within the universe gathering the right information that it needed in order to come back. And she's bringing in all this information in order to now heal Gaia. And it was, it was just beautiful to see that, you know, she's Mm. bringing in all of this code language and, and healing modality. And it's one of those, like, I cannot wait to see this child grow up and see what they do. This is going to be amazing. I mean, wow. and not just them, all these children coming in and it, it is, uh, um, it is up to the parents. All Everybody's coming in activated and turned on now. And it's up to the parents at a certain point, if they're going to shut them down or not, depending on who the parents are. Right. Yeah. And I know this to be true for somebody I know. And um, because the mother is going through an awakening and she's getting these messages now, like, like, listen, like your kids are this close to being shut off. It's it, unless you do something about it now because they're getting programmed heavily. So luckily, you know, she got the message in time because it can, I, I, they can be shut off and then be thrown into that matrix and then they go down. I mean, yeah, it, it is still part of the soul's voyage and you do learn lessons and go through a lot uh, eventually, but it's a longer, you know, you can do a lot more if you're being guided by not just your guides, but by an actual physical parent. I think yeah. that's crucial. Yeah. You know, and, and really for, for these kids, it's about creating the, the right in environment in regards to giving them access to certain you know information or, you know, letting these kids listen to light language, letting them listen to frequency, you know, the salvage of frequency, healing frequencies. Um, you know, my kids, I just took them, um, you know, I'm a Reiki teacher, so I took them to Reiki one and there's no reason why everyone should learn how to self-heal and heal others, you know, so I'm going to, you know, take them as far as they want to go. And, you know, my kids came in pretty awake. I mean, they were probably one of my biggest catalysts in regards to looking at myself like, okay, this is, this is so prevalent. How can I be best to show up for them? And it was really interesting because the minute I actually had them, I instantly just knew they weren't mine. Like I don't have ownership over them. I'm essentially their caretaker for 18 years and, and mm-hmm. to provide with them the, the best environment until they go out and do these really big things that are their own, you know, soul missions. Um, but, you know, my oldest daughter, when she was two, she turned to me because she, you know, she had already, she was seeing through the veil and telepathic, but she looked at me and she said, thank you for my, thank you for my eye, my special eyes. And, you know, I kind of smiled. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, 
God and I chose you to be my mother because you would understand my special eyes. And, um, you know, and then, you know, my, my son, they're so close in age when, when he was like two and a half and she was three and a half, they would sit there and joke about, um, the fight that they had about who was going to come down here first. And, you know, so my son at two and a half, he, he talked to me about the room full of holes and it was a room full of wormholes. And that was when his soul came down to be in here, you know, and he said, he goes, but by the time that I got to that room, I was so small that, you know, somebody was guiding me. He goes, and what was really crazy was he did not know my maiden name. There's no, he didn't know my maiden name. And he said, he goes, we got to the wormhole that said, and it was my husband's husband's name. And then my name and my maiden name, he goes, and then they put me into the wormhole. And then I was in your belly and I came out. So he was like two and a half talking about that. Wow. That almost reminds me of um, the ship that Barry Littleton describes of all the wormholes on. That's just interesting. That's the second time I've heard of like a room with wormholes like that, man, what does it actually look like? That's so crazy. Like yeah. we, we hear about like choosing our life and, and coming down there and, and picking our parents, but you don't actually think about the room that it takes place in. You're like, okay, yeah. like, like, Price is right. You'd like punch the hole out and see what's inside. <laughs> uh, Actually, Jason Quit talks about that a little bit. He, yeah. he, he had a memory of uh, pre like picking. His oh, he did. Memory. Yeah, yeah in his he, book he said he was like a baby crawling, and then he entered like a room, and then they showed like yeah, he, like, that's shows true. His parents and that's true. Yeah, he he talks about it. I wonder I if it's, I wonder if it's, it can't be the same for everybody. There's got to be you, because we're coming I from yeah. we're coming from different groups and different races, different beings. Yeah. So it, it each one probably has their own room, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're coming from so many different places, but it's really interesting. Um, um, my son has a lot of a lot of galactic memories, like crazy memories. Tyler, you've met him. I know, and he also. I actually have his his little uh, G Force emblem that he drew, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. He that, which that story, the reason I even did that because of his story, because that story resonated with me so deeply. I'm like, there's something to this. So. Oh, he, 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 yeah, he's crazy. He actually, <laughs> um, when I took him to level one, you know, when you're doing attunement, um, you know, a lot of times while you're in that attunement, you are having experiences yourself and his experience when he was, when I was doing the attunement to open him up, he was in a ship and he actually saw his dad and he felt like it was like back in the galactic war time period mm -hmm. that his dad was the commander of the ship. But when you looked at his dad, he had light blue skin. He had eight eyes. So it was like one, two, three, four. And then the, like the nose came down, but the nose sat lower than ours. And then one, two, three, four. And he said he had a, a bone that was here. And he said what the bone, the longer the bone was that went down into the back of the neck, that's what actually showed your age. Um, so the longer that it recessed down. And, um, and he said he had like an, an ice, like an ice white beard. And, um, and he, he, he knew instantly that they were amazing at combat. And one of the reasons why was because of, of the eyes, because they could see from all angles. But he knew his dad was the commander of their particular craft. And he goes, it's, he said, it was like, we knew that we were getting ready to die. Like we knew that it was coming. And he said, he goes, my dad turned to me and he said, son, let go. And then he said, like, then just all this light filled in. Um, so he got pretty emotional, you know, when he was recalling that. 
but yeah, you know, a lot of these memories come through and it's, you know, they're there to help us heal, but it's so, I want to go back in because Peter Slattery mentioned this in your, in your last show. And it's something I've heard before. And that is about, is reincarnation real? Like, do we reincarnate and how does that work? And it's something that. Well, he talked about more of it being, it's, it's not linear. Because because it's time is an illusion. So, so how does a reincarnation cycle work? All happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's all happening in the now, basically. Yeah. And it, well, and it's so interesting because, you know, when you go into these different lifetimes, you can jump around in them, but yet they feel so real, like you, you're literally in it. And we know that time, I always tell people, you know, that time is an illusion. And they're like, well, how can you say that? And I'm like, because it can be perceived. Anything that can be perceived isn't real. It's not set. You know, if, if one person can have a day that felt like it dredged on all day long and where one person's like, oh my God, that day flew. Therefore, you know that time is a perception. And therefore, Mm -hmm. you know that then if it's a perception, then it's an illusion and it's not real. It does not go within a line. And, um, you know, I've noticed that time is just going so much faster. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, I agree. The days the days are just, they, you know, before I used to be like, Oh my God, where'd that week go? Now it's, where did the last two months go? Like yeah. what, what, how is it's, it's changing. We're, we're quickening. Yeah. And so I, I was, um, I kind of had a download one morning about time and I still can't even understand it. I think it's one of the things that I don't think we're ever understand in the third dimension time. Um, but that's part of the experience of being here is to experience time. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, but they're, you know, like they were showing me that time is, is cyclical. Like it goes in a circle and that's how time travel works. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, I, I, sometimes I know that you guys are probably saying it's like for a fleeting moment, I understand all of it. It's like, I get it. And then it just like vanishes that, that (laughs) just vanishes. Like, Oh, I almost had it. So, you know, with, with what Peter was saying, I do, I find it so interesting because time is not linear. So therefore, how can we have all of these different lifetimes? Because I know that, you know, we discuss our parallel lives. We have knowledge of our parallel selves. So how does that work? Do each of those parallel lives have multiple lives and we can tap into all those? But when you get really deep and you realize that we all come from the same place, that we're all in, that we are all connected are all these lives not, we're just tapping in, you know, like when you're remote view, you can travel and you just tap into that soul's experience. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking after that. I was like, so there's really no such thing as a past life regression. You're just tapping in there in a parallel timeline and on um, something happening simultaneously. Yeah. Um, although it may appear to be linear because See, I don't know because well, it, because, because you can experience their death. Like you, you can jump forward and you experience their death, and so therefore, because we think linearly, okay, well, that life had a begin had a beginning and then it had an ending. So therefore, it must be linear. Yeah, but sometimes you go into a past life and you know the era was in ancient Egypt, which you know was in the past. Yeah. But how does you know? I don't. I have no but, idea what I'm talking about. Time's an illusion. Guys. It's really well. That's the whole thing. It's like. In, in in the illusion of time that we're like perceiving, yes, it was in the past. But since time doesn't ultimately exist, we're just perceiving it. It it the now is all that exists, and that was happening in the now. Everything yeah. everything that happens is happening in the now. <laughs> that's all that actually exists. And I and I really so that's the way it's 
And I really do think that's the key to time travel, right? Because they fi- they finally figured this out. It's not linear. Mm-hmm. It's it's cyclical. It's circular. It's like a it's continuous. So you're not trying to jump forward or back. You just have to know which place to go to. And it makes it actually makes it feasible. You can actually like, oh, now and, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's timelines, which is based on choices you make. Apparently, we're constantly splitting into different every time we make a different a, a choice and do anything um, like Dolores Cannon talks about talked about this. Mm-hmm. You you're literally constantly splitting off. And, and there's like millions and millions of versions of you basically in parallel yeah, that, realities on a slightly different timeline, like every second, you know, and that's what weirds me out. Mind boggling. That weirds me out because like she said that if you like decide to make a left or a right at the stoplight or something, there's a version of you that went left and mm-hmm. eventually and it carries on and eventually just like fizzles out. And I just like, it's so much right but but she would say like the higher self would always say like but we don't want you to to like think it's not important for you to think about that because that trying to understand that and think about all that kind of stuff is just going to overwhelm you it's Um, important yeah like peter said we're here for the human experience we're here for the experience not trying to not trying to figure out every detail of how everything works and and uh understand because we'll literally and even the law of one says this like the our the third density is not the density of understanding it's not we're not supposed to understand everything yeah yeah um we're just supposed to experience experience it and then uh just wisdom best way go ahead abby yeah well i had so actually with what you're saying aaron uh, a message came through uh yesterday actually for a client and it applies what you're saying is you know they're saying to them stop observing the bird immerse yourself with the bird and experience, you know, experience a sensation of flight, experience a sensation of independence and freedom. And, you know, so like you're saying, like in, in three-dimensional, we're here to ex- experience it. And, yeah. you know, last summer, you know, since it is Earth Day, I'll, I'll give some messages that guy was giving me because I was spending so much time just like bouncing out. I call it bounce. Like I, I'm going to bounce. And that's where like, I just go in the, in the higher dimensions and bounce out. And I had been doing that a lot lately. And, um, and for almost like two or three months, Gaia kept telling me, just stop and look at how beautiful I am. Look, look at, the, look at my trees, look at the water, really look at this, take a good look. And then, and then the emotion behind it was, cause you're not going to see this again. Like, you know, take it all in. Don't forget this moment. And, you know, at one point she was giving message and I actually did post it on social media. You know, she was wanting people to start sharing how beautiful she was and taking all these pictures. And, you know, so I was reaching out to people all over the world, like, please, like, just what are you looking at right now? Like, what's your view? Like, let's see how beautiful Gaia is. And, um, you know, she truly, she truly, truly is. This is literally a playground. This is just a playground of experiences and growth that we are given this opportunity. And I don't want to say given because we chose it, you know, we chose to come down here and, you know, and you guys and Peter are absolutely right. The, the overriding message that I get so often from the higher dimensions is just have fun, especially the Arcturians. Yeah. Arcturians come through a lot and they're like, outside of the small little moment that you want to grow and learn from, just have fun. Like just yeah. laugh. And, 
you know, so they're, they're goofy. Like I love goofing off with them and, and they're really spunky and they, you know, it's just have, have fun. They're honoring. So <laughs> that's what, um, yeah, that's it. That's what Ivan Teller said. Mm-hmm. And one of his channelings, he was like, one of whoever he was channeling, he's like, what are you guys com- complaining about? He was, you guys are basically living in Disneyland compared to what people are living on other planets. Like you guys get to do everything. It's bo- it's boring in other places. So just while you're here, like be here, take advantage of it. And I'm not saying like, like join in on the toxicity of like drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, that's all part of the experience. Right. But there's, there's ways to appreciate being here that you can't, like Peter said, again, you can't do it in anywhere else in the universe, even another 3d planet. It's not the same as no. we're experiencing it. No. And I agree with that. And it's a great message when you were talking about the earth, earth day and just remember her, like I just put a big smile on my face. Cause it's true. Like just so look at the beauty of everything. Yeah. She's so, she's so beautiful. Um, you know, and understanding that she is her own sentient being, being on her own. She has a beautiful consciousness. Um, you know, she's she's very well protected and guarded, um, you know, inside. But you know, she's just she's just beautiful and enjoying it. You know, I've I've gotten a couple glimpses into into like you know New Earth and and part of the message I think of her saying like just like look at me and take it in like you're not going to see this again you know the 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 vision of her in in this new world where we're going to it's just the 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 colors are different it's it's so lush and green and they have a lot different type of plant life wildlife and it is so while it's still she's retaining this beauty it's a different beauty and so it's not going to look like how we've been experiencing it so I am you know just just taking in and just enjoying just being here and you know in 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 my galactics because I complain a lot like I do automatic sometimes I do automatic writing and I don't always remember but I'll go back through and I'll read it and you know whenever they're really kind of being forceful with me I I write in like really big capital letters (laughs) and I'll read through and I'll just read stop complaining (laughs) (laughs) you chose this Mm -hmm. um but yeah so you know the message I got from them once because again I was like complaining was like you need to remember what life was like, you know, in this lifetime it is, it's, it's kind of sterile. It's a little boring. It's very routine, you know, here it's just child's play. Like it's just having fun and, and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I will say, I will say this, the right now, particularly it's a lot of fun because the veil is so thin. It's so thin. It, this is the best time ever to start kind of playing with your abilities and, and really kind of seeing how far you can expand your your mind and um, playing with the matrix a little bit. You know, so we were stuck at a stoplight and we saw, I think like eight white cars go by. Like, and we're like, oh, someone like matrix is stuck again. It's stuck on the <laughs> white car. So we're like, all right, let's play a game. Like, let's put it out. Let's put it, tell the matrix what we want to see next. And so each one of us took a turn. I'm like, I want to see, a really pretty like cobalt blue car and next car this blue truck went by and my daughter said she goes that's too easy mom she goes let's make it more fun more hard and she said i want to see a very very unique car like uh the exterior of a car that you've never seen before and i kid you not 20 seconds later this white van goes down where they had etched in tiger stripes into it no to where, like it had been rusted so all the rust spots look like tiger stripes Wow. wow 
That's and, you know, yeah. it's it just play, have, have fun, have fun with it. See what you can manifest in because you know, this is the time of master manifestation. It is. It is. Yeah. And it it's definitely just is. like the, the, that conference was a, a perfect example of that. We pulled it off against all odds in a time where travel was questionable and because we showed our guides and our ET team, I guess you want to call our galactic team family, that we were serious about it and we created it. We manifested that and they protected us, protected the, the conference and they helped us pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that 50-50 it's that yeah. bargain that, you know, we talk about they help us. You know, we have to do the work by showing up and having that determination like, no, this is what we're going to do. But then they help us out on the other side, making sure that it does happen, that it's all protected, that it is safe. I got, a, I hit, I was 22 miles out for the conference and it was like, I drove through this protective wall. And I think I texted it all you guys like, oh my God, like the protection bubble is 22 miles out for this. It was incredible. So yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, that conference was exactly what it was supposed to be. It's exactly it was. what, I mean, it was needed for, it was much needed for a lot of us and it was, uh, it was great, but I want to get into, I, I know we've been going for a while and something I wanted to talk about, which I know you have a special connection with Sasquatch, um, <laughs> as do I, and I'm actually getting ready to head on Saturday morning. To go to a place where I'm heading out to uh, Board Camp Saturday Crystal Day. Board Camp Crystal Mine again in Mena, Arkansas, where I have been before, and I've told stories about my amazing Sasquatch experiences there. And actually, I had a dream, you had a dream, or an experience, like the same night. Yeah. And you messaged me and I told you mine and like, you gave me the message that like this land, they were welcoming me. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of wanted to like, kind of set the tone and, and kind of um, talk about them and honor them because I'm going to be spending some time where I know that they are existing. So mm. I'd be like, totally like heated up listening to that. Mm. Um, you're going to have an amazing time there. An amazing, amazing time there. Um, they're going to make sure of it, but you know, <laughs> The Sasquatch thing kind of, I didn't ask for it, it just showed up. Um, and it came really clear that, you know, they, they choose who they're going to show themselves to. You can't go out and like hunt them or find them. I had someone come in my backyard, he was fixing something and I have a, a small Sasquatch um, statue outside of my yard. <laughs> and he saw, he goes, once I retire, I'm going Sasquatch hunting with my brother. We're going to capture one. And, you know, I just, yeah, I kind of like, they can sense you coming a mile away. They know your intentions. They know if you're carrying a gun or not. I mean, they know what you're not there to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I just inside, I'm like, I don't think that's going to work out how you think it is, <laughs> but, um, they're, they are, um, probably one of the, the best protectors of this beautiful planet that we're on. They absolutely are. They're land guardians. They're portal guardians. Um, you know, they came through and showed me that they actually taught earth medicine to the Atlanteans. Um, in exchange, Atlanteans helped them to protect the, the portals. And by portals, I mean, they were showing me like the entrance and exit points of this planet, people coming and going off of, off of this place. That's what they were guarding. Um, you know, they absolutely can portal from Alaska and be in China, like instantly, like they can just portal through. Um, 
but just they're they're beautiful. They're beautiful. And it's it's really interesting because when I'm connecting with them, I actually go inside of them and I can I can it's like I pop in and I can look out. I was uh, doing a session with um, an acquaintance who was a shaman and we were right on the third third parallel. And literally, I mean, this whole night, it was seeing Native Americans in this, in this tree line and there was a chief and he would, he would literally say, look up and I'll look up, boom, UFO would go over and, you know, and he would go, mm-hmm. look up and another UFO. And, and I knew that it was Sasquatch territory. Like it was, they were really close by. And so I literally popped in and I could hear them breathing, see through their eyes. They were literally coming through the trees, making their way towards us. And I was like, oh, they're about 10 minutes out. Oh, they're about like five minutes out. Like I could literally feel them coming in. And what was so um, disappointing in myself, because I'm a total weenie, but it literally sounded like a thousand pound gorilla, like boom, boom, like rushing through the trees because it was pitch black where we're at and we were just sitting in these chairs on this tree line and it came so forcefully right through the trees that inside I got a little scared because I just wasn't I wasn't expecting that and it was so Mm -hmm. funny because I knew that they were coming and um so it was like the first second I was scared and the second second I was saying I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I know it's you but because they could feel oh we just scared them they didn't you know come out and show themselves. But, um, but yeah, they're, there's, they're just beautiful. One time I was driving through the mountains and I could, I could feel them. I was in my car and I was like, Oh, usually I see them in like groups of three to five. And, um, I felt like they were starting to gather and then they wanted to channel. Like they started to be like, we want to talk with you. And then, but when that happens, my body really, really heats up and I kind of go in the other place. And I was going like 90 miles per hour on the mountains. And <laughs> I was like, this is not the time. Yeah. You know, I'm driving a car right now. Um, but no, they, they absolutely are protectors. And when you're connected with them, as they told me, once you are connected with them, you're connected with them for life. Like mm. once they have made that, that connection and they feel you and it's almost like you're initiated into their group. And I really feel that once you have that connection, you can connect with any one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, you said a 33rd parallel, right? So we're close to that here. Where were, can you disclose where you were whenever that experience happened? Um, I was, um, it's about 45 minutes. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. So it was 45 minutes away up in Kane. I think it's called Kane Bay. I'm awful with places. Um, yeah, it was in Kane Bay. What was really, really sad though, is it's now gone it's, it's gone. They bulldoze that entire area and they put houses there. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting too, about this place in Mena, Arkansas. Um, it's like a vortex. It's like, I call it the Arkansas East city, if not even more impressive. The stuff that happens there is just incredible, but it's also where the Clinton cocaine trafficking hub happy trafficking hub is located or was located was but why there why mina arkansas is a small town a random small town that has nothing to do with anything unless they are very aware of the crystal caverns that are below there or something that's going on underground there and the vortex that that they're trying what the whole game is corrupting the ley line yeah spilling blood into the ley line that's it so why that place they must have known something 
They ruin everything that's pure and good. They they yeah. just they just do the it's it's the inversion. They in mm-hmm. like the the one group that I was cha- that channeled through about the splitting of the earth into, into two, they they spoke about because they had all this technology here in the beginning to help to terraform and and to bring in the right energies and the right frequencies on this planet. And they they literally said they inverted everything. They took everything that we brought and like drove it into the ground and they reverse the polarity of it. Well, yeah, they, I mean, that's what they do. That's the, that's what they do. They do try and spill blood into the ley lines. Like a lot of famous murders and deaths and sacrifices and suicides happen in strategic locations where they know they're spilling. I can say that I sound like a broken record, spilling blood into the ley line. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They all, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Exactly. But, it's, but it's our job to reclaim those areas. Like I, I refuse to say, Oh, there's too much blood spilled there or it's too negative. No, like it's, it's our job to go in there and, and, and reverse that polarity and bring it back to what's originally. It, it all is being, being brought back to though. It, yep. it, the planet is being healed and mm-hmm. all that's being, being uh, reversed back. Also, so. also a lot of um, battles, ancient battles, even civil war, battles. these battles weren't in random locations either. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, the, yeah the more the more you do research the more it's like oh it's so they're so predictable. nothing's yeah. nothing's random yeah and, and, then, and if you out. yeah yeah it's yeah i can keep going on and on about that like the go ahead i'll i'll tell you a beautiful a beautiful vision that um that i had it was work i was doing but then it was it's about clearing out and and making things right again i was doing um actually didn't even mean to this was before all like the, when the Epstein stuff was first coming out and there was this 90 second drone footage of just this, this high aerial of just the Island. And so there, there, the purpose was to show like where the temple was versus his house. And so I was just watching this and then all of a sudden I just psychically saw it was pitch black. And at one side I saw these two men they were along the cliff and they just had these piles of, of literally just piles of dead bodies there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go in detail what I saw, but they were literally like one grabbed up from underneath the other grabbed the ankles and they were tossing it off to the side into the water. And when, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, Oh my God, they need to, they need like all the evidence is right there next to the water. Cause I guarantee you there's going to be bones in those rocks down the side about, I think four weeks later is when the FBI raided and they did end up finding bones there. So at any rate, I called over my, um, I have one friend that does light language and then my other shaman friend. And this is what, this is what's crazy. Like reptilians. This is the first time I saw a reptilian. We were up on my rooftop and we were going to do a cleansing of the area of the Island. And as we were, I was I was setting the stage for this, clearing out my, clearing out the space that we're going to work in. And literally all of a sudden this reptilian just leapt over onto my rooftop and he just like, kind of like poofed up, you know, his little muscles and he starts walking towards me. And, um, you know, I just had a very quick confrontation and just blasted him with light and he left very quickly. And I literally, I go, you are not going to stop me from doing this. You, yeah. you don't belong here. And he, and, you know, he, he left very, very quickly, but you know, it's, it's cute when they try. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, so we were doing this, this visual clearing and my friend was speaking light language and we had, we had seen that they had opened up a portal, you know, down below. And so we were clearing out the portal and 
I called in um, from the dragon realm, like who will come in and help us like clear out this island because you can't just, when you've had this much trauma into an area energetically, you can't just abandon it. Like it needs to be cleared out because there's a residual energy that will continue to like fester and live there. And so all of these dragons, literally they, they, they surround the entire island. I would say over 100 just showed up. And they were all like blasting it with fire, helping just to clear out all the energy. And that's all I had expected them to do. It really was. And, and then all of a sudden, one of the dragons went down to the water line and he said, come on, come on my back. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. Come on. And all of a sudden I started seeing all of these soul, like these people climbing up out of the water and climbing onto the backs of all these dragons. And they all were taking turns going down there. And they were literally helping to cross them over. Wow. That's the most beautiful. I I just, I, I I didn't ask them to do it. I set no intention. They did it independently. And I just had tears rolling down my face, just watching this and seeing them do it. So, wow. That's, that's incredible. You weren't lying when you put storyteller in your bio. (laughs) That's a great story. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah. Um, That's, I had not heard any, information like that surrounding that island um that's the first i've heard anything like that thank you for sharing that absolutely yeah Yeah. i mean here's the thing we all have the ability to biolocate our consciousness into you know any place we want to i i i took the remote viewing class with john ivanka it was incredible and um, yeah it was i love that class and you know when you when you when we realize how powerful we are when we set our intentions and we realize that we aren't just this, we are just these multi-dimensional light beings and time is an illusion and you know, it's everything's a perception and you can go forward and backwards and, and embody it and just pop out and go and do this work. We can do amazing things when we set the right intentions to do it. So we're should never feel limited within, within our space. Like, Oh, I, you know, it's, Oh, I really want to clear out Epstein's Island. I can't, get on the island no you can go there whenever you want by locate like just push your consciousness there and you can do the work so it does happen we don't have to physically be in these spaces to do this work wow and i I agree with that 100 i think we forget that yeah we i mean oh everything is a, a, a the only reason we have problems is because it's all a limit it's, it's a limit to our belief system. So mm-hmm. once we reach that limit, it becomes a problem. It becomes something outside of us that we can't figure out. And then, you know what I'm saying? So we forget that we have the, it's our limits. It's our own beliefs that stop us from doing anything that we want. But, you know, the, the more that I um, am doing these sessions, um, the more I am realizing, because whenever you're dealing with higher dimensional beings and, you know, you're, you're, transferring their language and their frequency into our language. And when you start doing that, the more and more you realize how limited we are so limited within our own language, you know, telepathic thought. I I originally thought that being telepathic was, Oh, you just hear their words. That is so not the case. No, it's it's an energetic exchange. Sometimes you don't even hear the words. You get the message just by the feeling of it. 100%. And, yeah. you know, and I agree because Peter mentioned this in the last show as well. You don't just feel what they're feeling. You feel the motivation behind that feeling. You feel like the, the depth, the past of yeah. what brought that emotion forward. And so you have these very, very clear and concise conversations that happen 
so quickly. You know, it, yes. would, it would take me an hour to explain what I can gather in two minutes of telepathic connection. Whenever I have experiences with my mother or even ETs, that's how it happens. Sometimes I've actually heard audible stuff, but it's like all of this information is exchanged and we never said a word, but I know exactly what was we, it was understood, you know, the message was understood. And really quick, it's driving me crazy. So the entire time we've had uh, Fearless, he's one of our moderators, his messages have been getting deleted by a Google moderator team. And, <laughs> yeah, and I've been, I'm, I just, I'm, it's, I'm like. Message deleted yeah. by the Google moderator team. It's like every single. Yeah. Almost Except all for his one message says, I will never be defeated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wonder, like, I've, so I've been funny. noticing that among a lot of channels, like sometimes, like, like, who is this team that's watching, you know, uh, what's up, guys? What's up, Google Mods? Well, why are they singling him out and no one else? Like, yeah. What is he saying that no one else is? I don't know what's going on. Like, fearless, I, what are you, <laughs> what are uh, you saying? I think he's trying to, maybe he's trying to share links. And oh, I don't know. Anyway, sorry to sorry. throw us off that conversation. No, you're fine. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll, oh, give every, I'll give everybody a little bit of, um, so this is, this is what I do with my own personal social media site. Cause I literally cannot believe I haven't been kicked off of Facebook yet. Um, but whenever I'm pushing, like saying something or posting something, I have I'll like project around that because all of it is an algorithm. Like whenever you push post or send, you're sending out that signal. So I literally like protect my own personal algorithm. And so I say, you're going to skip all of their viewers. It's just going to go skip, 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 skip. And I literally make myself invisible to their algorithm. Nice. And so I put that intention wrapped around my feed. And I actually got the idea from a message from, one of my friend's guides. So they were going to, because this is all things that we can do in our real life is why I'm sharing this. So she was going to go to this concert and it was a very, very tiny venue. Obviously this was, you know, pre, pre this environment. Um, but she was really nervous that she was going to run into her ex. She's like, God, you know, I bump into everybody. It's so tiny. I'm going to see him. And her guy told me, he goes, just make yourself invisible. And so I'm like, what? And so they showed me I this scene of how you can push out from your mind, literally. And it's not that you're like putting on like the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility, but you know, it's all, it's all a sequence of, of time per se, when we interact with each other. So you're literally going to push out into the universe, into the energy that, you know, if you come into the same room, he's going to suddenly turn left instead of turning right and seeing you like you can literally, and that's how you energetically make yourself invisible per yes. se. So I use the same concept with my social media. Like I'm going to make myself visible, invisible. So every time they go to check this algorithm, they're going to skip to the next one. I do the same thing when I don't want to wear a mask. I, I'm not joking. I, I actually do that. I, I put up protection almost like I'm going to make myself unseen. Mm -hmm. And I do the same thing when I drive my truck that has expired plates. <laughs> I, I don't i like i was just there driving today and like and i did i put protection up i, I do and i just make myself like almost like i'm just going to be unseen no matter what like <clears throat> and instead of getting plates i'm just going to keep testing that ability <laughs> absolutely i've done that i've done it with a mask too um you know towards the beginning when it was really really like shut down i wanted i, I needed to go and sit outside and on and have a meal at a restaurant 
And, um, and I will not wear a mask. I have not worn it once. I won't do it. And so I just pushed out for my mind. I'm like, well, I'm going to blast so much light to her that I'm going to access the part of her mind of their memory, like the hostess saying that woman that they don't even remember a time where people are wearing masks. So my smiling face is going to access the larger part of her memory of this is what people should be looking like. And she doesn't even realize I don't have one on. That's the part of the way of like, have fun, like play with this right now. Like see how powerful that your minds are. Go out, do this, like put that intention. We're such powerful beings that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's I've, I've, and I'm discovering that more and more, the more you do it and you, you, you realize I just made it through the airport without wearing a mask. How is that possible? You know, um, I was at the, I was waiting to get some tires changed the other day and it was near the mall. So I had to go to the mall and kill some time because I didn't want to sit in that waiting room. And I was the only person out of however many hundreds of people not wearing a mask and no one said anything to me. I just was walking with confidence, you know, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that, but it it is. So I test it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, I keep it on me and then like, you know, worst comes to worst if I have to throw it on and get out of there or whatever. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we've been going for a while. Uh, I feel like we can keep going for a long time, but um, you haven't actually got into what you do as far as healing and where can people find you and how can they book a session? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've actually been working uh, remotely through, through zoom a lot. Um, so I have a website. It's auricray.com. Um, and that is below in the description, I think, too. Yeah, it took me. It took it took me forever to to finally <laughs> get the website uh, made. So, um, you know, really, right now for working remotely, you know, in in person, it's it's a mixture of of a reading and then a full energy session. And I can do energy sessions remotely. It just it just is better in person. It really is for the energy part of it. Um, but really I, you know, where I go, I go up really, really high. I, I tend, I just, I go in and your guidance and your higher self give, they give me the, the larger picture, you know, what's kind of really the overriding purpose, the mission here. Um, and then, and then I, and then along within that, I push the gear guide and I was like, okay, so how can we like make that tangible today? Like what, how can we help them right now? Um, you know, because sometimes when you go up so high, it, it, it's so simple, you know, it's, everything is just so annoyingly, annoyingly simple. And they're like, well, yeah, they're That's what I always say, yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 it just, it just really, really is. And, you know, so, you know, they bring me all these beautiful and I see all these beautiful concepts and this is what they're going to be doing. And it's, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Oh, you have a beautiful mission, but then it's like, well, how do like, what do I do to actually access that? That so then it's like, okay, you got to give me some more like tangible three D, <laughs> tangible um, actions to help bridge from like from here to there. So you know that's one of the things I work with remotely. That's what I go into. So you know I do uh, automatic writing a lot of times, and you know so I get messages straight from your guides for that. Um, sometimes I will you know pop into the akashic. Um, but yeah, and in, and in person, the energy sessions. So like I did energy sessions at the conference and anywhere I go that I am, am at a conference, I, I, I offer sessions there. 
but it is, it's, you know, I, I came up with the name Auric Ray because we all have this auric field around us, this aura. And then Ray is it's channeled. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a ray of light. It's, it's pointed. It's, it's with focus. Probably I would say probably my most profound experience with, in terms of doing true energy work. And this is one of the things where I realized it was actually a parallel version of myself, but I was, my client had, um, just had surgery and they had a lot of nerve damage that, that was causing them pain. And, um, the Octurians, you know, came in and they actually, they blended within me. And that's what I realized, you know, the blending was so smooth that that's actually a parallel version of myself, but they channeled in blue light energy. And so blue light is the DNA codes. Like literally I could see swirling like DNA coming out of my hands, but the, the body, like it raised up the nervous system, literally just raised up and it was like glowing white all throughout. And we were going into the brain and putting in this DNA and we were repairing and growing new nerve receptors within the body. And for that session, I, <laughs> I could only handle about 14 minutes. And then, and then literally, you know, my higher self will come out and say like, all right, you're done. Like you've got to tap out. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, the next day the, the person woke up, I, it was, it was one of my family members, but they woke up and they said, I have no pain. Like the, the pain is gone. And so that's just one of the things that we can go in. And again, it's, it's realizing that we do have this ability. We can mm-hmm. do this work. We are the med beds. Yeah. Yes. 100, yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So. Well, this has been amazing, wow. Abby. Been Thank you for sharing everything. Uh, like I said, there's so much more we can talk about. I'm sure we'll be doing this again in the future. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you back on. And um, guys, thank you guys for the donations. Thank you, yes, Fearless, thank you. for being relentless with that link. <laughs> um, uh, guys, okay. so up next, um, <laughs> the, uh, Conspiracy Couch with Foil and Alara. They are, uh, I think it's at 930 in an hour. Um, so make sure you tune into that uh, One Foot in 5D channel. Um, so they do Conspiracy Couch every Thursday night. Tonight is um, Conspiracy Theory Trivia which is going to kick off a new show that loyal to the foil and I are going to start doing on Friday nights. Um, conspiracy theory, trivia fact, or come on, man, which is <laughs> actually Aaron's idea I for that. Um, You're welcome. So she bought this board game and it has this, it, these amazing questions about conspiracy theories. And it's not just a question, it's multiple choice answer. And as a QR code, you scan it and it can actually take you to information about that theory. So you can go down the rabbit hole if you want. But we, we, we were having fun with it last Friday on her live. And uh, she invited me on to test out her new setup. And we ended up having so much fun with it. We're going to do it again and to see what it turns into. Uh, just a cool place to hang out. And in each question turns into a topic a conversation so um just something fun for fun you know we'll just see we'll see what that is that'll be tomorrow night at seven central i believe on loyal to the foils channel which would you mind sharing that Aaron? in there or she's in there yeah um i'll define it first yeah just if not she's in there she can share it but loyal share your channel yeah (laughs) (laughs) um share it uh yeah so 
Uh, any last messages coming through, Abby, that you want to share before we get off of here? Well, probably since it's Earth Day, it, I'm just going to reiterate, just enjoy how beautiful Guy is. She's just so, so beautiful. Connect with her, connect with the songs that are within her. There's songs in trees, there's songs in the dirt, there's songs within the birds. Connect with those. They love to hear them. You know, sometimes I go out and I'm connecting with the ground and I am hearing hearing a song. And and when I start and I actually use my throat chakra, which we should, and I'm being honest and I'm brave to sing out this different language, which I don't know what it is. Um, it's received. It's it's received well. You know, I, I open my eyes and there's, you know, all these birds are coming around and there's these turtles. And um, but yeah, so just, you know, love her and sing with her and send her gratitude. A lot of times people don't send a gratitude, you know, we, we ground so much. And even within energy work, it's like, you know, pull it through and send it to the ground, pull it through and send it, you know, guy can take it, guy can take it. Sometimes guy needs a little bit of love and some healing. So it's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like when I cut my grass, I feel bad, but I talk to my grass. I'm like, I know guys, it's just part of the deal right now. I know you don't want to be cut, but my grass is Aaron pointed out last year. He's like, look at your yard and look at the neighbor's yard. It's like, it just, the fence line like your yard is beautiful yeah and, and the, the neighbors is like dying and the fence and, yeah. is like an invisible boundary for grass right like so yeah. it's it's just funny like i was like do you, I, I thought you just fertilized it i'm like do you fertilize your yard yeah. is that why it looks so much greener yeah, you're like no dude i don't, yeah. don't do that at all i just talked <laughs> I was to like her. really <laughs> i was i was doing a session and and you know we were pulling through a lot of kind of like the muck just like some heavy muck and mm. and i was putting it down and, and sending it down through the root into gaia and, you know, she actually said, she said, I'll, I'll happily take this. I'll take this on. If they could just give me something back in return, I would mm. really appreciate that. And, um, you know, so I shared that message with my client and they did, they, they, they built something outside in their, in their little garden in honor of her just to show their appreciation. And, you know, they're growing new plants there. So beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Next week, guys, we may not be doing an episode next week. If we do, it'll be something last minute, or I might just upload yeah. some, some other type of video. Um, we're, I'll be traveling. He'll be traveling. Uh, and the week after that, we'll be back. So if you don't hear from us next week, you know, we need a break too sometimes. So. <laughs> uh, Have so much fun on your trip. Mm, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, I'll be giving you guys an update on that also. Um, and I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks again for the donations. And um, yes, we thank will. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Abby, for coming on. Thank you. Abby. This was yes. so much fun. So amazing. Always love you guys. Yeah. I can't we wait can to see do. you in person again next conference. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, guys. I am ending the stream right now. Have a good night. Good night, guys.